Hello. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Unstoppable Life podcast. My name is Verna Harry, and I'm your host. And I am living proof that you can't keep a strong woman down. Wow, it is a wonderful day. And I am so glad to have the privilege to be here with you again this morning. It's windy outside. I woke up this morning hearing the wind. I could hear the doors moving. And I thought, this wind is strong. So we know there is a storm somewhere. There are always storms in your life. But it's how you go through those storms and how you come through on the other side. That's what makes you strong. That's where your strength comes from. Your strength comes from the things that you have experienced and uh, what you're going to do with them. What are you going to do with them? And that's the question. And this morning, as normal, I will meditate and read my read the word and uh, wait, wait for what am I going to present to you? What am I going to come to talk to you about? Because I believe that I'm here to serve. That's all I, all I wanted to do, to be of service. And I wanted to be of service because when I think back of what happened to me, I wanted to be a voice. I didn't know how, I didn't know when, but I knew that's something I always wanted to do. I always wanted to see people well and at home. That's why I thought nursing was the thing I needed to do. But unfortunately, unfortunately, it was not what God intended for me to do, but to do what I'm doing now and to use the power of touch and the power of words to help to heal. Because that's where everything comes from. It comes from that healing touch, the words that we say. Because that word can touch, even though physically I can't touch you. Um, some of you may not be able to come for me to lay my hands on you to do a therapy, but touch words. Words can touch someone. And it is very significant the way that, that it does it. I mean, it's just remarkable. So while I was waiting for to find out what it is I need to speak to you about this morning, what it is I need to that someone needs to hear that will touch their lives, that will transform their lives and help them to live an empowered life, a life that is free to fly high. That's what we were meant to do. We were meant to live free and fly high, but with responsibility, with you know, taking action and doing something about it. Now, we can find that when something happens, we just want to crawl under the duvet or whatever hole we want to crawl under, just not to have to deal with it. So while I was waiting, I suddenly thought, okay, why not get onto the rowing machine? Because I was waiting and waiting and waiting and I couldn't, couldn't get anything, nothing was coming. So I decided, okay, now it's time to get up and go onto the rowing machine and do your exercise. You, you promise yourself to do a million meters in a year because to advocate against violence against women. And so while I was exercising, the word uncaged came to my mind. Uncaged. Okay, uncaged what? What should I uncage? 
And then the next thing came, your story. Tell a little bit of your story. A story have many moving parts. Yeah, because you have scenes, isn't it? When you listen, when you when you watch a story or when you watch a movie, a movie is a story, it's telling you a story, uh, whether it is somebody's life or where, you know, whether it's fiction or whatever, it is a story. There is a story there that if you follow the pattern, you will then come to the conclusion. So to tell you a little bit of my story, my story and what came to me was to tell you from the beginning. Sometimes we don't like to go to the beginning. We cover up so much that we don't want to unearth it. And what I have found is that when I speak and I tell my story, I am unearthing so many things that I have buried that probably is pre pre preventing me from moving forward. And I'm, I'm not sure it is the same with you, but probably it is. So here goes. When I was a little girl, I think, uh, no, I started this way. I wasn't sure about this, but when I was young, I remember even before I, I go to, before I go there, I remember in 1996, 97, just after I got married and started to experience the abuse that I was experiencing, I was formulating a plan to leave. And I was formulating a plan to either go to America or come to England. And the decision that I made is that I was going to come to England because it was a further distance away from my abuser. And I needed time. I needed that distance. And so I went to Grenada to renew my passport because although I lived in Trinidad, one of the things that I was told from a very young age when my mom tried to get me a Trinidad passport is that I should remain with my Grenadian passport. So I did. So I went back to Grenada um, to get my passport. At that time, I was a worship leader in church because I was the, I, I gave my life to Christ again, all over again, even though when I was young, I grew up in church and everything else, but then fall away from it because you're thinking, what's that all about? <laughs> um, but it still remains with you because the Bible says, train a child in the way it should grow. And when it gets old, it will not depart from it. So it never departed from me. So I got back in love, going to church, worship leading, being part of the um, hospitality team and everything like that. And so when I went back to Grenada to get my passport, I stayed with one of my cousins. And I was telling my cousin because she knew I was coming and she knew why I was coming. And when I got there, she said to me, she said, Verna, you did not born with a gold spoon in your mouth, but I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud that you're making this decision. And whilst I was there, I decided another friend of mine's, again, we were both in church and we were both worship leaders. And she too was experiencing abuse in her home. And therefore, what I did was send for her to come to meet me and we will have a girly time together. So we did, and that was fun. So when I asked my cousin, well, what do you mean? I did not born with a gold spoon in my mouth. She said, don't worry, just, just know that you did not born with a gold spoon in your mouth and I'm proud of what you have been able to achieve. 
So I took that. Okay, no problem. Took that, was really excited. Got my passport because my passport didn't have enough time so that I can come to England and everything else. I needed to make sure I have the number of years that you need to have on your passport. I did that and I went back to Trinidad. And everything was happening. And as I said to you previously before, I made sure my passport was out of the house. Because every time I leave home, I was being searched. It was like a little kid. I was being searched to see what I had on me, what I was taking with me out of the house. So I made sure it was out of the house. And I formulated my plan. And of course, in formulating my plan, I was able to, you know, leave and come here. As I told you before. In so doing... Once I was here and I studied, I went back to, to college. I studied travel and tourism because I love meeting people. And I studied IATA ticketing because the plan was is that although I left, the plan was is that I will go back. Hopefully, he will have a change of heart and understand who it is he has as a wife. That was the plan. It wasn't about divorce. It wasn't about totally leaving. My intention was still to go back. So I can understand when you find yourself in that situation and you're thinking of you want to make it work, especially as a Christian, as a believer, you want to make your marriage work. But the odds are against you. But you're still going to persevere to do that. I know some of you are in that situation right now and you're wondering, what shall I do? Because I know some people have told me this is where they are and they want to make it work. And I applaud you for that because I was in the same situation. So I carried on. I studied travel and tourism and I got my certificate. Then I went on to do therapy and I got that as well. And then I became, I got a, a, an award for being the best sales therapist which was fantastic. And so the time came now my tutor, uh, bless her heart, because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be where I am. I always have to give credit where credit is due. And her name is Celia Eden in Harrogate College. She said to me, you need to do a CV. And I said, for what? And she said, well, I'm going to get you to do uh, an interview with Steiner Transocean Limited. So he'll have to bring a CV in. And I thought, I'm a mature student. I'm an only colored girl there, or woman. <laughs> All these people are young. Um, there's no way I'm going to get through. Uh, so I didn't do the CV. And that's the only truth. I did not do the CV. I went home and I told the family members, you know, that this is it. And they thought, well... I don't think you, you know, they're going to really pick you because you're mature and whatever, whatever. So I didn't do it. Anyway, I went to college on that day. I didn't expect to do the interview, but she put me in for the interview anyway, despite me not presenting my CV. Anyway, I did the interview. Ten of us did it and two of us got through. Two of us out of the ten got through to go to work for Steiner Transocean Limited. Wow, that was amazing. We, we got so excited that we got through. But hadn't I, hadn't she done that, I would not have gone to because what I wanted to do was to go straight to university and do my degree. And she said to me, Verna, you have a gift. Go use your gift. After you have used your gift and you've gained knowledge and you've gained all these different things and you've used it, then you can go back to university if you want to. And so I followed her decision. 
And then I had to go back to Grenada again to get my passport updated. So I went back to Grenada to get my passport updated. And while I was there, my cousin said to me, um, do you realize that when you were around two, you were almost, you know, molested? I said, what? She said, yeah, didn't you know that? I said, no, what happened? And she said, well, you were left with your godmother and your godmother left you in the care of someone who was male to go to the shops to get something for you. And she so happened to come back in time and got back in time before this person did what they planned to do because she caught them in the act. And in so doing, oh my gosh, you were taken from the country, um, which is Sates, taken from country and went to taken to St. George's to Miss Thompson, my great grand aunt. And I can tell you, my great grand aunt was a really wonderful woman, really wonderful. She will dress me when she when she made when she sew my clothes. She will dress me, and everything was nice and pristine, and I was looking really. Fashionable, really lovely. Everything was matching. And I remember her saying to me, if anyone tried to lift your dress up, slap them. And a little girl, I didn't, I didn't question that. Why? Why would I do that? But she remembered I was going to kindergarten. She said, anybody try to lift your skirt up, slap them. <laughs> and so, because when she made my clothes, she made my skirt, I used to have a knickers underneath. So I'll have my underwear and I have a knickers and I have my skirt. So I was, I was guarded, basically. I didn't understand that. It was just nice to have everything matching. And so I, I did that. And, um, and while, I, while I did that, someone came and lifted my dress up and I slapped her. And she said, why did you do that? I said, my, you know, I was told not to let anybody lift my clothes up. So I slapped her. And then I had to go stand in the corner facing the wall for the rest of the day. Yeah, I did that because I wasn't going to say sorry because you wasn't supposed to do that. But what I want to say to you is, is that in so doing, when my cousin told me that, and then I went to ask another family member, they were like, who told you that? And I said, well, my cousin told me. Why did she tell you that? <laughs> and they decided to make a fuss about it, that they should not have told me. But what happened was, is that although I was safeguarded from that, and I was taken to my great grand not too long after, I was taken back to the country, exactly not too far from where that incident happened, and my torment began. <laughs> but the thing is, is that what my cousin was trying to say, because I remember at, I think I was about nine, 10, when everything was getting a little bit over, over the top, 10, 11, I ran away to stay with my cousin. And my cousin, of course, she was young and they, she had a, a child already at a very young age and my other cousin. And I stayed with her for a week. And then she said to me, Verna, you need to go back to your grandmother. Like, no, I'm staying with you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. She said, no, you have to go back to your grandmother because I can't look after you. I have a child and I am young and I don't want what happened to you, happened to me to happen to you. Thank God for my cousin. May God continue to bless her. Because 
when you have good people around you, when you have people that care about you and surrounding you with love and compassion and care, my goodness, you can go so far. You can go so far in life. And so she took me back and I was really mad with her that she did that. I wanted to stay with her because I didn't want to stay with my grand. I wanted to stay with her because what the experience I was having was not a good experience. And so I didn't want to go back. So she took me back and I was upset with her. But then now when I look back and even then when I look back, when she was telling me the story, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm really, why did you? And then she explained to me why she took me back, because she did not want me to start having children at a young age, because she knew if I had stayed with her, she couldn't control that. She couldn't look after me because she had her own child to look after. I would then be taken into a different direction. So bless my cousin, bless her, bless her, bless her, bless her, bless her. I love you so much. I don't tell you that enough and I don't call you enough, but oh my gosh, how I love you. I love you so much for protecting me. So anyway, I did that and here I am. So your story will have lots of moving parts and you might be wondering what's going to be the end. The end is never ending because there will always be parts of your story that will help to encourage you, to push you forward. Now, had I not had all those people around me, those friends and family members who were standing in the gap to protect me, I don't think I would be here talking to you now. I don't think I would be able to achieve my dream, my greatest desire to become a public speaker, to become someone who is able to motivate and encourage and coach and mentor. And I have done it. I have, I have seen in my life that I was able to do those things. And I can guarantee you that whatever you are hoping for, whatever you are thinking of doing, whatever that burning desire, because when you have a burning desire, you won't sit on it. You will be itching, it's, you know, you're itching, like something's scratching you. You want to get up, you want to do something. Yes, that will be the thing that you want to do. And I'm telling you, when you decide, regardless, don't, and sometimes you don't tell everybody your story. You don't ever tell everybody what it is you intend to do, because not everybody will applaud you for it. My grand used to say to me, Verna, not every skin tip, not every smile is a smile. Not every grin, not every skin tip is a smile, is always a grin. You know, they'll be grinning with you, but actually, <laughs> oh, what's she all about? That never going to happen. So right away, they sit on you and they're crushing you down because why? They can't see the vision because the vision was not given to them. The dream was not given to them. They have their own dreams and they have their own vision. So don't try to get someone else to accept what it is you have to do. They will get it, but they will get it in their own time. Don't try to force it on anyone. And I'm so grateful. Oh, God, there's just so much to be thankful for. 
the little things. Don't look for the big things. We tend to look for the big things. We want that big extravaganza. We want to see it big. We want it to be made plain, open up. But it's in the little things. We look at the little things. The little things is what makes a difference. The little things, a seed, a seed is small. But when you plant that seed, what happened? An acorn. That tree gets so large, it gets so big, it starts producing fruits, so many fruits. Fruits that you can share with your neighbor. Fruits that it become too much for you. You can't eat it on your own. You have to give it away. And that's what it is when we go through things in life. What may seem like uh, a hindrance, what may seem as how can I go through? How can I navigate my way? Don't try to do it on your own. I can tell you, and if it wasn't for the word of God, that I will not be as strong as I am. And that's why you can't keep a strong woman down. You can't keep me down because the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Those are the things that I have said. You know, we call it mantra. Now we call it affirmation. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rise up against me, I condemn in the name of Jesus. So nothing, no weapon, nothing that anyone says, no, no ill things that anyone says will come near my tent. <laughs> because I declare it over my life. And it's the same thing you have got to declare over your life. When somebody says something negative, are you going to take it or are you going to throw it away? Somebody says something negative, I, I make sure it doesn't enter here. Doesn't enter here at all. I hear, hi, that doesn't belong to me. When sickness comes in your body, doesn't belong. Your body is not a place for sickness to reside. So as I said, a story have many moving parts. I'm not sure who needed to hear what I have to say this morning. But what I want you to know, you have everything within you to navigate whatever you're going through. But you need help. You need someone to stand in your corner. You need somebody with an insight who is going to assist you, who's going to help you to navigate those things. I am here as a servant to serve you, to be of service. Now, when I use the word servant, um, that doesn't mean that some people say when you use it, the word servant, that means you are Oh, there's a word I'm looking for, but I can't find the word at the moment. It doesn't mean that you are a slave, okay? To be of service to someone is the greatest thing you can do because you know why? Jesus was of service to us. He washed his disciples' feet, even though he was above, but he showed us. You don't have to be so big that you can't wash somebody's feet. And he showed us that, listen, Yes, I am the Christ. Yes, I am the King of Kings. Yes, I am the Lord of Lords, but I can wash my disciples' feet. And so when we, have, when we can see those things and we can take those things on board, then we can move forward. So for me, for me, the Lord is my light and my salvation. In whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? There's nothing to fear, but fear itself. And when you feel fear, 
just go ahead and do it anyway. So I hope this little part of my story has enlightened you and show you the way how you can live an empowered life, how you can live a life that is thriving, a life that is full of energy, a life that will explode and take you to higher heights and deeper depths because you were made for that. You were created for that. You were designed for that. You were designed for greatness. There is greatness in you. There is greatness in me. And sometimes we, we, we close ourselves up and we can't see it. I know for a long time, I wouldn't want to go certain places. I wouldn't want to open any doors so that too many memories will come up. But I can tell you, when you open those doors, that's where your healing begins. When you open those doors and you look inside, take the stuff that is needed. The rest that is not needed is like you have clothes you're going to wear. And some of them are too small, but you're keeping them anyway because you're thinking, you know what? I'll fit into them. In some cases, yes, but that's if you decide that you are going to put the right foods in your body and you're going to do what is necessary to have a healthier life, to feed your body from the inside with goodness. And that's one of the things that I bring to you as well. So if you're looking for someone who is going to help you to cross over, I am here to serve you. I am here to help you. I am here to mentor you. I am here to coach and to guide you. But using my story, but you finding your story within you. Yes, you can look at my life and you can take a page from my book and create your own book, create your own story because everyone have a story. It's in you. So I want to say thank you this morning. Thank you for listening to me. I think before I go, I'll just read this to you. I, I, I can't, I have to end on, on a scripture. It is, it is because that's what, that's what has built me up. That's where my strength comes from. My strength comes from the words, the words that I speak. And also, I want to encourage you to surround yourself with good people. Surround your people, surround yourself with people that sharpens you. Surround yourself with people that motivate you and encourage you. So I'm going to read to you Psalm 24. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it in it on the waters. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in idol or swear by false gods. So we don't swear by false god and we don't trust in idols. Idol could be anything, whoever you want to, to, to make your idol. You know, some of us look at a, a, um, a celebrity and that person become our idol. Why? What are they giving you? What are they doing? Yes, they might sing a song and it might, you know, it might send trails through you, but I think they're supposed to be an idol. Do you need to worship them? Absolutely not. There is only one God we need to worship. He's called by many names. And so I believe that's what I believe. So you may not believe the same thing. Uh, they will receive a blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, their savior. 
Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek God, your face, God of Jacob. So that's just a little taste. I just want you to know, I have to be me. You know, there is a song, it got to be me. I can't be anyone else, but I just got to be me. Thank you very much for being with me this morning, for listening, and have a blessed day and a great start to your week. So thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Life podcast with your host, Verna Haywood, where you can keep a strong woman down. What we aim to do with this podcast is to strengthen you, to empower you, so that you could go out and live the life that you were designed to live. Thank you, everyone. Take care. See you soon. Bye-bye.